our agenda should be should be good it shouldn't take too long but uh i think this was a question was this a question no this was straight out of my head i'm really i'm in a i'm in a crazy place right now i'm just warning you oh that's fine that's fine so i so this was this was a question this well w- let's lead into this with uh, a little intro music okay Okay, so, uh, so this it came straight out of my head. I was watching a movie the other day, and I was like, "Hey, you know what we need to do, Mister Fish? We need to do our favorite movies from the nineteen eighties." Mm. Yeah. So I've I know you've picked a, a shit ton. I've picked, <laughs> I've picked seven. Movies. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I've got thirty. And and before <laughs> stop and before you say anything, stop judging. I, I can feel. I can feel. The it. reason that's funny is because I made a list. <laughs> yeah, before I gave I you a hard time. I seven. gave you a hard time about it. Yeah, I made a list before I narrowed it down to seven, and there were like forty-five movies on it. I, I feel your judgment through the microphone. There's no judgment. I promise. Um, I so I made the effort. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have like four or five, and then a couple guilty pleasures, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it, and. I literally There's so many good movies. There are so many good movies, and I literally had to like. I, I mean, I feel like even this list of thirty was narrowed down quite a bit. I think so the I'm problem not gonna, is that we grew up during this time, yeah, so we know all these movies. I think so, and uh, and so I did my. I mean, obviously, this is gonna be everything. This isn't what we feel like is the top movies. This is just our favorite movies from that time frame, with a few guilty pleasures thrown in there. Uh, yeah. And what I ended up having to do to kind of make some sense of it is I actually put them into uh, divisions. So, <laughs> so I have, I have I six. I have six uh, '80s movies divisions. You have six. Divisions. <laughs> six divisions, and and the guilty pleasures are, are strewn among uh, these divisions. So, and uh, each division has a title. So, um, but I'll, I'll let you. Do you want to start with one, or I can go through? A division and then you see yeah, if one of yours is on I'm it. I've got seven, so why don't I do one and then you do like three or four? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Um, and, yeah, and, some so of your, got, and some of yours, obviously, are probably going to be on my list, and so I'll let, probably, you, I'll let you know yeah. like what division that's in when you get there. So I've got, I had a really hard time picking guilty pleasures because I don't feel guilty about any of my 80s movies. Okay. Well, that but, I really like. Right. But I think there's some movies that are just like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a, my couple of guilty pleasures are not. I mean, they're my favorite. They're great movies, but some of them are really not great movies, but they're just... Is, is one of them licensed to drive? Oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> no, but that's a good movie. Oh, Haim versus Haim. Yeah. I mean, Haim versus Feldman. Sorry, not Haim versus Haim. Haim versus Feldman. Oh Corey, God, Corey, the two Corys. I saw that on IMDb today, and I was like, oh, oh my I, God. I somehow missed that when I was searching through... Um, you know, okay, no, so, no, 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 no. Love, licensed to drive, walking home with the, with the Pampers. Yes. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got seven and and I don't really have guilty pleasures, although okay. I guess one of them is kind of a guilty pleasure. But okay. it's probably on your list, too. OK, so I'll, I'll just start and um, sure. And then and then you can jump in. Yeah. OK, so my uh, and these are in no particular order. But number one is Wall Street from 1987. Good. Not on my list, but oh. I do. Enjoy, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy I it. I love it so much. I bought it on Blu-ray because I had to have it in high def. Oh. When? Uh, that makes me think of another movie that I'm going to look up here. Keep talking. I'm going to look up another okay. movie that that made me think of, and I want to see when that came out. So you got you got Charlie <sighs> Sheen as Bud Fox, a young stockbroker. He's trying to make it big on Wall Street. You got Michael Douglas as the infamous Gordon Gecko, big time corporate raider. He takes Bud under his wing, teaches him that yes, greed is good. I am not a destroyer of companies. I am a liberator of them. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, 
has marked the upward surge of mankind and greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. Greed is good. Uh, greed is good. Uh, it made me, you know what that made me think of? What I was thinking of Charlie Sheen, and then that led to me thinking about Men at Work. And I thought, I, and I, thought I, I thought I missed Men at Work, but it came out in 1990. Oh, so okay. we're good. So we're good. Go. But I, lo- I love Men at Work. Great movie. Excellent movie. Uh, excellent so, excellent uh, band, too. What? Excellent music group. <laughs> Men at Work? Yes. <laughs> yes. Men at Work is a great uh, the, music group. The, the definitive Australian rock band from the 80s. Very much in my wheelhouse. Uh, Minute work. Do you, know, um, do you know that they're the only Australian artist to have a simultaneous number one album and number one single in the U.S.? Is that right? Food for thought. I'll be damned. The more you know. Uh- <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, please, find, please find that drop. <laughs> I will totally. put that right there. Uh, uh, Wall Street was written and directed by Oliver Stone um, and... In addition to Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas, this is cool. Uh, John C. McGinley plays another stockbroker and is excellent as like this like geeky yuppie stockbroker. And Martin Sheen plays Charlie Sheen's dad, Carl, in this movie. Uh, excellent movie. Great soundtrack. Uh, it's got a bunch of uh, David Byrne uh, talking head stuff in it and Brian Eno. It's just really good. Really great movie. Uh, Love it. Question. Yes. What do you think? Answer. What do you think about the previews for the new movie, The Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, I want to see it. I don't know if I'll see it in theater, but it looks good, and I will definitely see it at some point. Uh, Jonah Hill looks really hilarious as this Jewish stockbroker guy. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he he's looks really. He does his role really well. He's really funny. I love the part in the trailer when when she's like, "I don't work for you." He's like, "You got my money's taped to you. You work for me." It's like I lo- like I love Jesus Christ. I love I love two things. I love Jesus Christ and making people money, <laughs> like you do. Uh, okay, okay. Wall Street, yeah. good, good, good. Wall Street, um, excellent, excellent movie. Obviously, I have a lot of movies, so I won't be going into as much detail on all of them as you as you will. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, and if you pick one of mine, I'll just I'll just let you know and all right, jump in. So. Um, I'm going to start, we'll start with one that only has three movies in it. So that's the international division, international division. Okay. So the international division has, uh, three movies, mm-hmm. uh, predator. Oh yeah. Great movie with, uh, know. Arnold Schwarzenegger and, um, uh, Apollo Creed, Carl, Apollo Creed, Carl, that's right. Carl Weathers and you got a stew on baby and, uh, Jesse, the body Ventura. <laughs> that's right. The governor, Jesse, Ventura. <laughs> I ain't got here. time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, great movie. Predator's a great movie. Uh, if yes, if you is. haven't seen it, and uh, music by Alan Silvestri. Uh, is that right? Yes, Mr. Alan Silvestri did the music for that. So, um, I'll be damned. and uh, so I highly recommend Predator. Uh, moving on, Rocky Four. Ooh, Rocky Four. I am. I'm a huge fan of Rocky Four. The I use the Drago Russian quotes like all the time. If he dies, he dies. Uh, he goes to Russia, you know, it's like the whole cold war thing. Is that the, uh, training in the snow? Yes. Oh, the montage. It's a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. Montage. Um, that's a good montage. The other good montage in that movie is the one when he, when Apollo dies and he gets in the car. Uh, and he's like driving and he's in his like Fiero or whatever it is. (laughs) It's like a nighttime montage. It's great. Rocky, Rocky oh, Four. I love a nighttime driving. Yeah, montage. Rocky Four is great. That's one. I mean, I guess you could. I guess it would be a guilty pleasure. I don't know. I mean, I just that's just one I know when I, if it's on TV, like I'll watch it. No oh, matter, that's a good no movie. matter what. I, I don't own it, but it's one that I'll watch every time it's on. Um, and then finally, in the international division, uh, Coming to America. Oh, great movie! Yes, oh, it was on my big list, but it didn't. Make oh, the cut. it definitely, it definitely makes my cut. Um, yeah, it's, excellent movie. Love, love the movie. Love Eddie Murphy in it uh, and Arsenio Hall. And James Earl Jones, so James Earl Jones, and um, oh, Eric LaSalle. Yeah, Soul Glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Soul Glow, just like Jared. Soul and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and Louis Anderson, who's uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, Anderson now I'm scrubbing lettuce, but but <laughs> in a year, maybe two, I'll be on grill. I'll be on the grill. Hello. Hi. You know. I started on cleanup just like you guys, but now, see, I'm washing lettuce. 
Soon I'll be on fries, then the grill. A year or two, I make assistant manager. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. Just two years, huh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that is a classic, classic movie. Uh, just as a as a as a side note, uh, Netflix has a in in my recommended, and I guess in in a lot of people's recommended, it has like a an eighties comedies genre, and Coming to America is like front and center right there. Oh, it's ready for you to click on it and watch it. So go watch it. Is Mama, is Mama calling Clay? I'm a calling Clay. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Clay. Uh, highly recommend Coming to America. I, I think everyone that listens to this podcast is well aware of uh, oh, the merits of that movie. Uh, that so that's, so that's my international division. So uh, we've knocked one out. So why don't you go and, and give me another movie? All right. So no, uh, no, real, uh, no real guilty pleasures in that uh, in that division. But um, no, but we'll, you can't be guilty about any of but those. We'll, films. But we'll get those there. Great we'll films. get there. Uh, OK, so film number two is. The Ridley Scott classic Blade Runner. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that was going to be on your list. It is definitely on my list. Uh, you have Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard, who is a Blade Runner or a replicant hunter. Uh, you got Rutger Hauer as Roy Batty, the leader of the Rogue Replicants. Sean Young as the super hot robot Rachel. Um, it's directed by Ridley, Ridley Scott, as I said, uh, based on the novel by Philip K. Dick, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which I haven't read, but I really should. Um, excellent soundtrack, very 80s soundtrack by Vangelis. Um, and there are a bunch of different versions of this um, that Ridley Scott cut up and the studio cut up, but basically they're all pretty good, except the ones where you hear Harrison Ford doing narration. Those are terrible, so don't watch those, but if, it, if you don't hear narration, keep watching. It's good. Excellent, excellent movie. Uh, basically about him hunting these replicants and um, killing them. But it's really good. So. And uh, if you like that, then you like Almost Human. Out. Yes. There, it's a, lot of, a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities and a lot of good Blade Runner references. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so there you go. Not, didn't make my final 30, but uh, is, is still, I own it. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, I it's start, I had to love it too. It's starting to get a little dated though. Oh, definitely. It's starting to show itself. Yeah, um, for, for sure. Yeah. All right. So, how about we go to the supernatural division? Supernatural. I've got a, I've got a couple of guilty pleasures on here. Um, okay. But first, Is let's Buckaroo Banzai on there. Uh, no, we've got we've got five uh, five movies in the supernatural division. Okay. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <gasps> that was my number three. Oh, it's a great one. Oh, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's an excellent, excellent movie. Uh, I highly enjoy it. We've got Top Men on it right now. Top Men. Okay, so what I was going to say about Raiders. Sure, go uh, ahead. Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, John Reese davies Oh, yeah, excellent. Gimli. Yes. Yeah, and Gimli uh, also, also from Sliders, TV, the TV, yeah. TV acclaim. Um, and in the opening sequence, you have a very young Alfred Molina. As oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The guide. Yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah. The guide that goes into the, the, his throw me, throw me the, throw me the whip or throw me the whip. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to blow your mind. All right. You ready? Blow it. Okay. The two guys that come in and talk to him and at the end, tell him about the top men. Yes. The fat guy is William Hootkins who plays Porkins in star Wars. Oh, dude, the guy in the yes. the guy in the X wing or the the guy in the X wing that gets shot. Wow, that's, Th- that's funny. Uh, Porkins, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, soundtrack by John Williams, of course, and in my opinion, the best and most fun of all the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, it was. It's a great movie. Um, it's it's definitely you know Harrison in his element. You know, yes. uh, and uh, I think he plays it well. I think it's the the most. W- the most intriguing and interesting storyline. I don't think, I don't know about the best script. I think last crusade is definitely written very well for its characters, but I think just in terms of the, the adventure and the ride that you're on through the Raiders, through Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it's definitely like a really fun, uh, fun experience and something that you sure. never gets old. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, some star Wars that so that would be on my list as well. Empire strikes back in the Empire supernatural strikes division. Back. Was this, that was in my, it was on my big list. Okay. I had to put it on here. It's my favorite of the star Wars movies. Because um, it's the only good one. It's very well done. Uh, it's the only good one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's got Lando Calrissian. It's got Cloud Cities. Yes. It's got Boba Fett. I mean. Yes. So, I mean, where, where can you go wrong? You can't uh, go wrong. It's excellent. It's a great film. Next. This this is one of my favorites. 
And, I, we're still I, in and I won't. Right? And I will refuse. What? We're still in supernatural. Yeah, we're still in supernatural okay. division. Um, this is one of my favorites, and I refuse to put it in a guilty pleasure because I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. I think it's just a great movie, and that's Beetlejuice. Oh, so good. Such a good movie. Beetlejuice is so good. Michael Keaton, oh. uh, Gina, uh, Gina Davis, um, uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Uh, who, uh, who else? Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. And uh, who else is in it? Lots of people. Oh, uh, uh, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, Winona yeah. Ryder. I mean, it's uh, it's classic. Classic, classic. Excellent, excellent movie. Great movie. Classic Michael Keaton. Just uh, He's just phenomenal in it. And uh, that's that's an extremely rewatchable movie. Thank you, thank you. Woo! That is why I won't do two shows a night anymore, babe. I won't. I won't do. Yeah, in my uh, in my book, I would say, and this, I don't think you would disagree too bad. I think that is one of his best movies. Oh yeah, I definitely. With, I mean, oh, I mean, unless you're talking about Dream Team, uh, or um, or Mr. Mom. <laughs> or what's the movie he made where he multiplicity? What's the movie he made where he was working on the, the with the Japanese manufacturers? Oh, what was that movie? I have to look that up now. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, one. You don't remember that one? It was called yeah. like uh, Gung Ho. Gung Ho was the movie. Oh, I didn't even have to look it up. Oh wow! Never, I don't think I saw. You that never one. saw Gung Ho? Oh man, no. dude, come on! I did see Dream Team several times though. You did? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not that bad. Oh, he's in Need for Speed. Wow. And oh, I forgot he's a he's going to be in RoboCop. Jesus. Although, as much as I love him in Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. I think my favorite Michael Keaton role is the captain in The Other Guys. Oh, right, right, right. Gene. I have captain not seen Gene. that movie in a long time. That's I watched it the other day and I I literally laughed out loud in my office watching that movie. It's funny. So uh, so yeah, Beetlejuice, excellent movie. Beetlejuice, um, great movie. All right, all right, really quickly, two more in the supernatural category that uh, fall under my guilty pleasures list. Okay, first is Highlander. Oh, it's I know, but it's oh. I know, but Sean Connery and and it's and it's good, man. And uh, it's so not that I know, but that's why it's my guilt. <laughs> that's why it's my guilty pleasure. There could be only one. That's one of those films that if I had seen it when I was a kid, I would probably love it. But since I saw it later, uh, I was like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, it's good, man. <laughs> Here we are. Queen, it's amazing. all Queen. It's great, man. I love the soundtrack. It's fucking great. Uh, so I like Highlander. Oh, and uh, Masters of the Universe. Masters oh, of the Universe. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you haven't, you've seen this. I don't think I've it's, seen it. It's He-Man. It's live action He-Man with Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. And, oh, my God. I have not and, seen this. And Courtney Cox. Uh, what? And a, and a Gimli-type character. Uh, played by some weird dude, but oh my god, I can't believe you haven't seen Masters of the Universe. I have not. I'm gonna have to see that. Wow, Chris, our, our friend of the podcast, Chris, is rolling over in his Lincoln Town Car Uber Uber Town Car. Um, I'm writing it down right now. Masters of the Universe. Oh, it's it's terrible. Oh, it's it's awful, Nicholas. Oh, it sounds horrible. It's, it's, I gotta see it's it. It's awful, but it's just it's the train wreck. You can't look away, and uh, <laughs> and so I recommend it. You've got Skeletor. You've got uh, you got everything, man. It's it's oh, great. It sounds so bad. So I'm you need it's it. it's all its eighties glory of trying to remake a card or make a cartoon a live action thing, and it's it's every bit of uh, terrible. But it's definitely a guilty pleasure. So I recommend. Oh. Masters of the Universe. That sounds excellently terrible. And that closes out the supernatural division. So, uh, all right, pick cool. A, pick another movie. All right, all right. This is uh, no surprise to anyone who knows me, but uh, my number four movie is Batman, nineteen eighty. Yes, I was going to mention something. Uh, Batman is in my on the cusp division. On the cusp because it came out in nineteen eighty nine. 
So you'd be surprised when we start just under the wire. It did. It was on the cusp. Um, you'd be surprised at the number of movies that came in uh, on the cusp here. So this Batman there was were a ba- lot of good movies in '89. Yeah, Batman was one of them. So uh, there you go. Okay, so this was the first Batman film since Batman the movie in 1966 with Adam West and Burt Ward. It's got uh, previously mentioned Michael Keaton as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Jack Nicholson is an amazing Joker. You're my number one. Uh, You're my number one guy. Uh, Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale is amazingly hot. And And a great soundtrack by Prince. A great soundtrack by Prince slash Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah, Danny Elfman. Yes. <laughs> it's like all oh, uh, crazy. Like crazy. You don't know. Is it is it Batman or is it Edward Scissorhands? I don't know. Well, it was it was. Hey, it was Tim Burton. That's right. There you go. Yeah, that was Tim Burton. That one, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, all Tim Burton. Um, so uh, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. And no, I found right. out today. That's right. Lando. Yes. Lando was Harvey Dent. And I found out today because I looked it up and I was curious. He had a contract to play Two-Face in a subsequent movie, but they didn't want him when they were planning Batman Forever six years later. They wanted Tommy Lee Jones. So they actually bought out Billy D. Williams's contract for like a ton of money. He ended, he earned a ton of money for Batman Forever, even though he wasn't in it. Wow. Good for him. Uh, yeah, good Batman for him. Forever was not a good movie. And then no, it was not. And then this is this is the best part of uh, my Batman trivia. Lieutenant Eckhart, played by William Hootkins, Porkins from Star Wars. Wow, the fucker just doesn't go away. He does not go well. He's dead now, but <laughs> I guess he does. He does go away. <laughs> that sucks. But he was in Batman as well as Raiders of the Lost Ark. So. Wow, he's like the other dude. He's like the pig from Toy Story. He's in everything. He is. He's in everything. Um, he um, he played Lieutenant Eckhart, the guy who uh, was on the take. With, right, uh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, where you been spending your nights? Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Full circle. Uh, yeah, full circle. Cool. That, I think that's my last William Hootkins reference of the night. Well, so. let me... Um, why don't I just close out the on the cusp division since we're talking about it? I think that's an excellent idea. Um, so surprising. You'll see some other movies here that came out in 1989 that made my list uh, in the on the cusp division include mm-hmm. Last Crusade, which <sighs> yeah, which is on my list. I don't think it's an amazing movie, but it's just I think from what like you say, like we grew up with it and it's a movie that I like quote all the time. And it's it's a yeah, movie that's just very quotable. It's a fun movie to watch. you got interactions with Harrison Ford and Sean Connery and, and just it it's it has endured you know it has endured um <laughs> it's like my Charlemagne I'll let the birds be my eyes in the in the sky or something I don't know I suddenly remember my Charlemagne let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky It's so good. I can keep talking about that. Yeah, so it has to be on my list. Um, It probably wouldn't make it down to like a top 10 or anything, but it's it's a very very rewatchable movie. And surprisingly, you can have a really really exciting and uh, eventful drinking game made from it. So there you go. I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah, I know you have. I don't remember, but I've heard it. Um, Another one, Back to the Future Part 2. Wow. Okay. On the cusp. On the cusp. Yeah. You don't like Back to the Future Part 2? No, I like Back to the Future Part 2. I just didn't expect it to be mentioned before Back to the Future this evening. But I guess we're in the on the cusp division, aren't we? We are on the cusp division. Uh, I like Back to the Future. When did Part 3 come out? In the 90s. 91, 92. I don't know. Okay, like so it was pretty early in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Because then they filmed those together, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. It may even come okay. out like 90 or 91. It may have been really early. Um, okay. I, I really enjoy Back to the Future Part 2. I think just because of the future elements of it and the fact that I think it... You know, you get the past with it. You get that kind of the part of that Back to the Future one with part Back to the Future two. Um, yes. So I think that 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 part's kind of interesting, and you get kind of this that alternate timeline and all this stuff. So it was just kind of cool how they moved through that. Um, so I enjoyed Back to the Future part two. Actually, I enjoyed the the you know the whole trilogy, obviously, but um, I especially enjoyed Back to the Future part two. It's a good movie. Uh, this one I probably did, probably didn't make your list, but I think you you'll be upset. That you didn't think of it. Uh, that's my, that's my two cents. Um, it, did the abyss make your list? It made the big list. Mm. Yes. Good movie. I do love the abyss. Very good movie. Uh, great, great. Mary movie. Elizabeth Mastro Antonio or something. 
get to see your boobies. And Ed Harris. And Ed Harris, you don't get to see his boobies. No, no boobies think. for Ed Harris. Um, great movie, amazing, especially when you take into context like where they were in terms of special effects at that time. Yes, and that was um, very much a groundbreaking movie. Uh, what's his face? James Cameron. James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's water and special effects, it's James Cameron. There you go. Uh, next up, Dead Poets Society. Good movie. Very good movie. Another 1989er. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Great, great movie. Got to be in the mood for that one, though. You do exactly. You do have to be in the mood for it, but it is a very, very good movie. But it will, uh, it will tug at your heartstrings. And that's uh, that's got what's his face from House in it. Uh, Hugh Laurie. No. Oh yeah, it's got doctor. the kid. Oh yeah, it's got the guy who also is in another. I didn't even write this down, but there's another really good movie that's. It, I probably came out in the '80s. It's called um, with that he that guy's in it. It's called My Best Friend Is a Vampire. <laughs> oh, I have not seen that. One. Oh, it's classic. That should have been <laughs> on my like, oh, 1987, done and done. Uh, that goes on the supernatural list. Uh, <laughs> my best friend is a vampire, 1987, uh, starring Robert Sean Leonard. That's Robert Sean Leonard. That's, that's right. the the doctor from House, and also one the guy in uh, in uh, Dead Poet Society. He was so. Uh, so there's no good no Dead other uh, people of redeeming quality in. Uh, in my best friend's a vampire, but it is. Uh, you're going to say in Dead Poet Society. No, 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 no. no. going to tell you you were right. <laughs> uh, I, so recommend you go see My Best Friend as a Vampire. I forgot about that one. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that I'm writing that one down. Okay. Uh, okay. Continuing with on the cusp, we got two more. Yeah. Ghostbusters do. Okay. Yeah. I like Ghostbusters Part Do. I do like Ghostbusters. I like Car- part, I like Carpathians. I'm I'm a big fan of Vigo the Carpathian. I'm pro, I I'm want pro his Car- portrait in my <laughs> office. I'm pro Carpathian. Uh, I'm putting his portrait up in my office. I don't care what you say. Okay. Um, and uh, my last one, my guilty pleasure from 1989, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wow. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That is one. a great fucking movie, and I don't that care. Is a great. I will movie. go to my grave and defend it. Um. It's it's awesome. I think a lot of it does have to do with you know how we grew up with it. But strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Oh wow! I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah, Keanu Reeves was perfectly cast in that movie. Uh, it was great. Nineteen eighty nine. I mean, that it was it was a classic movie. Had a lot of really cool historical influences and just and San Dimas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how long after that was he in Point Break? Like uh, Point Break later, was a right? couple years. I think Point Break was like ninety one ish, ninety two. He was great because Point Break is on is like near the top of my nineties list. Oh, that's a terrible, terrible. It's movie. a guilty pleasure. I love it. I love it. Love, love <sighs> it. It still holds up. I've watched it for the first time like a month ago. Uh it holds. <laughs> it was not good. No, stop it. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> it was not. Good. Stop. <laughs> it is good. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is an excellent movie. Yep. Excellent movie. There you go. So uh, that's my on the cusp division. Boom. All right. Knocking it out. All right. What else you got? My next film is Platoon from 1986. Okay. Made, made my big list. Yes. This is another Charlie Sheen movie. He plays Chris. Another one that you got another one that you have to kind of be in the mood for. Oh, you definitely got to be in the mood for Platoon. That is a dark, sad movie. Um, Charlie Sheen is Chris. Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe are Sergeant Barnes and Sergeant Elias. And the story is basically about uh, the two of them and they're kind of fighting over the souls of these guys that are fighting with them. Um, uh, but you've also got Forrest Whitaker as Big Harold. You've got Kevin Dillon, a very young Kevin oh, Dillon. Oh, yeah, buddy. Kevin Dillon. Yes, you've got John C. McGinley again as Sergeant O'Neill. So then yet again, you've got Oliver Stone, Charlie Sheen, John C. McGinley. So that's good. Um, and an extremely young Johnny Depp as Private Learner. Oh, that's he's only right. in a couple of scenes, and I don't even know if he speaks in the movie, but um, but he's in it. Um, and Oliver Stone wrote he wrote and directed this movie. He wrote it about his experiences as a combat infantryman in Vietnam. So it's a very personal movie for him. And I believe this was part of a trilogy for him. It was this one, and um, I can't remember the name of the other ones, but one of them has Tommy Lee Jones as he comes back from Vietnam. And I, I, I can't remember. I think is born on the Fourth of July. One of them, I think. Uh, that's with um, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's with Tom Cruise. Where how he comes back and his 
I think that's an interesting movie. I mean, it's very different from, you know, a lot of Tom Cruise movies, but that's that's more kind of what it felt like uh, coming home. Yeah, I think you got a little bit of that yeah. in, you know, when you look like Lord of the Rings, you know, at the end of Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, where they're all sitting around, all the hobbits are sitting around and they're all like, how do we how do we explain this? How do we live this? Everyone around them is just thinking like everything is the no- is the same is normal is nothing ever happened nothing ever changed and they had this experience that they can't even put into words that's completely changed them and how do they even relate to these people anymore? It does make me wonder why we don't try to relate to Vietnam veterans with the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> More often because it isn't. Uh, he was not. He did not. Do, he produced Sport on the Fourth of July. He did he not. He did not it, direct okay. it. Um, or maybe he did. I'm, let me pull under director here. Uh, oh, he did direct. He directed Born on the Fourth of July. Okay. He did. I can't uh, remember the other one. The uh, one with Tommy Lee he Jones. Did, look at that. He did Wall Street a year after Platoon. That's a lot of work for two years. He did Natural Born um, Killers too. Wow, Jesus. Yes, based on a Quentin Tarantino script. Um, Damn. But Platoon. An excellent, excellent movie. Um, it, you do have to be in the mood, but as much as you really need to be in the mood to appreciate it, it's one of those where if it's on, I, I just got to watch it. It's so, so good. Everything's excellent about it. And it has, in my opinion, the best death on camera of any movie ever. So what about, uh, no, I don't know. What about um, uh, Paul Rubens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I will contend with you that that is one of the best deaths in all of uh, movies. Please, you know, please, you. I've have you seen that movie? I've seen it, but I only saw it when it came out, and I don't remember that part. Uh, classic movie with uh, Donald Paul S- Rubens, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman's in it, Pee Wee Herman's in it, Rutger Hauer's in it, Donald Sutherland's in it. I remember Donald Sutherland. Uh, yeah, so. Paul Rubens has this crazy death scene. He's one of the vampires. He's like Rutger Hauer's number two. Um, and oh, I'm uh, gonna have to rewatch that. Just or just I, you know, pull uh, Aziz and Zari and just like YouTube it and just <laughs> YouTube it and watch the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, just just like put in like Buffy Vampire Slayer Paul Rubens death scene because it's it's pretty epic. Uh, he has this like you know minute long. Death, you know, she you know puts a stake through his heart. Spoiler alert: he's a vampire, and but he just won't die, and it's just really, it's really funny. Wait, 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 wait! You're telling me that in a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she slays a vampire? Yeah, sorry, was that too much information? God damn it, Brandon! <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, you know, they really tried to be uh, be coy with the movie title, but yeah, uh, I know, right? But uh, they were don't beat around the bush. It, it, Tell us what it it's was about. hard to. It's hard to explain it any other way. Uh, so yeah, just, just, uh, YouTube that, that, that I think is a, is a strong contender for greatest death scene. Okay. I'll check it out. Um, okay. So that was, what movie were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about platoon platoon. Okay. So that was my, uh, movie number five. We're going to go to the domestic division. We had it. We had an international or foreign division. Now we've got our domestic division. Okay. Okay. Uh, this division includes such great movies as. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Both excellent, excellent movies. Excellent movies. Good movies. Uh, love Beverly Hills Cop. And I heard they're actually making a movie after their failed attempt at television. The pilot didn't get picked up. Yeah, was the pilot the one with... Um, crap. I heard at one point they were going to do... He was Eddie Murphy was going to be like... Axel again, but then like Jaden Smith or somebody was going to be his son. Yeah, it wasn't Jaden Smith. It was somebody else. Uh, oh. But uh, but yeah, it was going to be like kind of like a father son thing. Okay. Um, okay. So Beverly Hills Cop one and two great movies. Uh, yes. Fish out of water kind of story uh, and just Eddie Murphy just being Eddie Murphy just hilarious. He's so funny in those movies. Uh, oh. Top Gun. So Lieutenant, where exactly were you? Well, we. Started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds, and then I moved in above him. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. Bullshit. No, he was, man. It was a really great move. He was inverted. You were in a 4G inverted dive with the MiG-28? Yes, ma'am. At what range? No, about two meters. Well, it's actually about one and a half, I think. It was one and a half. I've got a great Polaroid of it, and he's, he's right there. Must be one and a half. It was a nice picture. He wasn't uh, Thanks. Lieutenant. I like what were you doing there? 
Communicating. Communicating. Keeping up foreign relations. I was, uh, you know, giving him the bird. You know, the finger. Yes, I know the finger, Goose. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate it when it does that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I love Top Gun. Freaking, I just watched it the other day. Freaking love Top Gun. That's a great movie. So, so good. Yep. So. It was the last time Kelly McGillis was hot. Request and flyby. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, exactly. Whatever happened to her? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Top Gun. She's still acting. Top Gun's She's great. The volleyball scene. Uh, you know. So hot. I mean. So, I mean, what, do I, what am I saying right now? Uh, I love Anthony Edwards without a shirt on. Okay, this next movie. Okay. I don't know if it... How many movies are, do you have left, left on your list? I've got two left. Okay. I wonder if this one's on there. Three Amigos. It is not, but it made the big list. Okay. Three Amigos, great movie. Excellent, excellent movie. Chevy Chase, Martin Short, the incomparable, immortal Steve Martin. Steve Martin. And bit parts by uh, John Lovitz and uh, the late, great um, shit. The late, great shit. <laughs> Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman. There you go. I had it on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> the late great shit. That way to honor his memory. <laughs> he would have appreciated uh, it. Yeah, three mangoes, classic, classic, classic. Uh Goonies. Goonies is a great movie. Goonies I love. That's just more I get back to the kid. You know, you I watched that when I was a kid and uh another early Josh Brolin flick. Ice Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, Josh Brolin. Um I saw Goonies in the theater. What? In the theater, yes. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing in theater. The first two movies I remember seeing in theater are Goonies and um, Temple of Doom. Wow. So you had a good one and a less than good one. Uh, you don't like Temple of Doom? I mean, it's it's okay. It's definitely my least. Temple of Doom. It's all right. It's not. It's my least favorite of the three. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. I mean. But I still love it. I mean, I rank it one, three, two. Um. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's just different. It's just, it's very much them just, it doesn't feel like the other two, right? It's very much them trying to relive their, their, those Saturday serials things that they used to show in like the twenties and thirties. And and they're, they're like homage to that, which is fine. You know, they got a shit ton of money. They can, they can make whatever fucking movie they want. Um, and they do. Yeah. With a, a bit part by Dan Aykroyd. Yes, exactly. I love Dan Aykroyd. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, uh, Goonies and very much enjoy that movie. Did you know Goonies that you got to see film. the Truffle Shuffle uh, on the big screen? How was that for you? <laughs> I did. You know he's a he's a, a celebrity lawyer. Is he? Yeah, he actually represents uh, celebrities. Wow, good for him. Uh, next up on the list, The Breakfast Club. I enjoy that movie. Okay, you're not 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 a big fan. Um, are you ready? Are you sitting down? Because if you if you say you don't like it, then we're going to start cracking skulls. I'm not going to say I don't like it. Okay. I'm going to say something possibly worse. Okay. You hate it. Nope. What? I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. What? I'm poking a pen in my eye right now. I know. I know. Oh my God. You need to. Okay. First, watch My Best Friends a Vampire. Second, oh. watch The Breakfast Club. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my god, dude. Who are you? Stop. I know, right? Okay, you that is that is priorities. You need to I've seen like every I've seen ski school and ski school too. <laughs> and summer school. <laughs> and summer school. But you haven't seen Breakfast Club. Have you seen St. Elmo's Fire? Have you seen Sixteen Candles? No. Yes. Uh have you seen Hiding Out? Oh, I totally no. forgot about that fucking movie. When no, did that come out? When that. did that fucking I've seen come? Heathers? Eighty seven. Fuck. You need to see Hiding Out. Hiding out with it. John Cryer. Oh, and, oh gosh, yes. Go watch Hiding Out. I highly recommend right. it. Okay. Um, that's a huge guilty pleasure. Yeah, that that's that needs to be on the list. I totally forgot about that movie. Um, John Cryer is a stockbroker that witnesses a murder, and so they, he goes into his self-inflicted uh, witness protection and goes and hides out with his high school cousin, and so he starts to go to high school and. So oh, no. he, gets like a, like, he gets like a second shot, but it's, it's really funny. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like, uh, back to school. Kinda, kinda like back to school, except no one knows. Um, except no one. I mean, obviously people know like the old dude, the people back to school is a classic. People think film. that people think that John Carr is actually in high school in high school. So yes. Yeah, so we're, we're making a, we're making a nice little list for you. 
Yeah. We- so you need to watch Hiding Out. I like that you're you're more militant about hiding out than about the Breakfast Club. I am actually. <laughs> I am actually. Uh, okay, next on the list, right, I, have, okay. I have four guilty pleasures, and I'm going to rattle off here. And okay, we'll see if you've seen. We'll see. Let's see if you've seen half of these. Okay. Okay. Let's, um, my hope is that you've seen at least two of these. I know one you've probably seen, but we'll see if you've seen one out of the other three. So this first one, I hope you've seen. My guilty pleasure. The Great Outdoors. Oh, God, I love that movie. Great movie. Dan Aykroyd. That is a fantastic movie. John Candy. Just, just, oh, just John Candy. Just awesome. Uh, is so, so good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, Great. Yeah, that's an excellent movie. I love uh, Dan Aykroyd as Roman. <laughs> okay. Miss? Uh, what's the old 96er? Oh, that's our world-famous Paul Bunyan's Blue Ox Steak. It is a 96-ounce prime-aged beef steak. And if you or any member of your party orders the old 96er and finishes, everybody eats for free. Oh. Oh, huh? Want to go for it, girls? <laughs> How about you, Chet? People seem to like that. Yeah. I'll try it. Okay, okay great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, seriously, though, has anybody ever eaten one? Oh, oh. No, no, not in my lifetime. No. Oh, this is just the two families and the dichotomy there and the difference. And, and, uh, it's just really funny. It's just, it's, and I don't know who that girl is in that movie, but when I saw that movie and I was like 12 or 13, oh, yeah, like, the one that oh, works there, the car hop that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I, and, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're in your formative years. I did bad things to myself. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Um, so yes, good. You've seen great outdoors. That's one guilty yes. pleasure. Uh, have you great movie? Have you seen cocktail? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, I love, love cocktail. cocktail. Okay. And I'm Brian, and I'm not well, a, Brian Cox and Tom Cruise. Yes. And my, my eighties crush, Elizabeth shoe. Oh God. Yes. Love me Oof. some Elizabeth shoe. Um, mm. also again in the nineties or maybe it wasn't even in the two thousands, the saint, she was very, very nice in the saint. She's nice and everything. Um, so love me some Elizabeth Shue. Cocktail is just a great movie. I, I very it much enjoy great, it. Great movie. Very watchable. And uh, it's just a fun flick. Uh, Agreed. My next one, Gleaming the Cube. You ever heard of this movie? <laughs> I've heard <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, I have heard of it. It's the skateboarding yes, movie, right? Yes, with uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> oh, it just brings a smile on my face. Like, it's just it's just oh. a fun movie to watch. It's no... That was one that, like... It's just, I, we, had all, we all heard of it, but we hadn't seen it. It's yeah. just so... It's just bottles, like, everything that they were trying to, like think about in the 80s it's just you got this kid who's just trying to rebel against everything and they're skateboarding in pools like tony hawk has a cameo in it and uh but you know his, his best title his, ever. his brother is adopted from vietnam and he gets kidnapped and then he has to like uh buddy up with his girlfriend and then of course the father doesn't like him because he's american oh it's great it's got all these oh, uh so tension great. and all the all the all the political tension from the 80s and uh the also the social tension from just you know trying to conform and he's got an earring that like hangs down for like one of those little not even the loops but it's just kind of like it's like a cross that kind of hangs down from his face oh it's great oh my god uh so gleaming the cube with christian slater love it guilty pleasure and the last one Uh uh-huh one of my favorite movies from the entire the entirety of the 1980s catalog over the top over the top, yes, with uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone the, the trucker slash arm wrestler. With the with the kid that he Yes. Was... Oh, yes. man, I love it. I actually own it on Blu-ray. I got it for like four ninety nine in a bargain bin. And it was you like the most happy. I think I tweeted it out. It was like the happiest day of my life. You have over the top of Blu-ray. <laughs> I, might, wow. I might watch it tonight. Uh, it's oh great. Oh, God. It's, it's bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Uh, it's got all the great 80s like ballad music, and it's like... You just start pulling for the guy, and it's great. You, you, oh, yeah. you can't not. So I saw. Th- I've seen three of your four. I'm very happy with that. So it's, and I've heard of all of them. All right. So just you haven't seen Gleaming the Cube, but I'm not going to be. A, I'm not going to be upset about that. But God damn it, you need to watch Hiding Out. <laughs> um, screw the Breakfast Club. You need to see Hiding Out. There you go. So that that oh. that wraps up the domestic division. Okay. So back to you. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one that most people haven't seen. Uh, but a few people have seen it's really, really good. Okay. Um, 
but it, it now it's very dated. It's very 1980s. Okay. And although it's unknown the cusp, it came out in 1989. This movie is Black Rain. Have you heard of this movie? I've not heard of this movie. Yeah, that's. I'm not surprised because most people haven't. Uh, it it didn't get very good play, but I randomly saw it. My parents like rented it when it came out and we watched it. It's amazing. So it's Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia as these New York cops and they get caught up in this Yakuza gang war and have to go to Tokyo and they uh, befriend this uh, Japanese uh, detective and the three of them are like taking on the Yakuza and it's awesome. So it's Andy Garcia, Michael Douglas, Kate Capshaw is the love interest directed by Ridley Scott can I can I be uh, honest about something? Can I just come? What? Can I come clean? I don't really like Andy Garcia. How can you not like Andy Garcia? D- there's a real. There's, it's really easy actually to to not like Andy Garcia. I mean, you just. I like him. I just. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. Well, have you seen Godfather Part Three? Uh, yeah. Vincent. Yeah, he was, he was really terrible. Vincent in that. Mancini. Yeah, he was really awful in that. Yeah, well, it was a kind of an awful movie. Uh, it was an awful movie. He was bad in it. Sofia Coppola was terrible in it. She's got to stay on the backside of the camera. She's a terrible actress. Wow. She's a great, good uh, director, though. She's an excellent Lost director. In Transla- she's a Lost in Translation, right? Bad actress. Yeah, but she's a yeah. Lost in Translation. Uh, uh, what's the one she did about Marie Antoinette? Was it Marie Antoinette? <laughs> Anna, Anna Karenina. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so anyway, this was directed by Ridley Scott. Excellent, excellent movie. Um, and it's very 80s. The soundtrack's very 80s. They go to this like 80s nightclub in Tokyo. It's super cool. Uh, it's very good. Go see it. It's good. You know, the only movie. It's on Netflix. The only movie I really uh, will tolerate Andy Garcia in Ocean's, Ele- Ocean's Eleven. Oh, he's so good in that. Yeah, I know. I love him and I love movie. that movie. So I, I can I can tolerate him in that movie, but uh, oh. I, I don't love him in, in The Untouchables. Um, I don't love him in, uh, what else do I love him in every other movie? There you go. All right. I like him. Okay. That's, it's okay. I don't think I got, I got one more. Um, and if you'd like, I'll, I'll wait and let you do a few and then I'll, okay. Uh, I'm, we're moving on to the Cusack division. (laughs) 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 Is this just John or is Joan included also? Uh, No, this is just John. Um, okay. in the, in the, <laughs> in the Cusack division, I have three movies. Okay. Um, one, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen at least one of these, maybe two. Um, obviously say anything at the top of that list. Yeah. Uh, just a fun coming of age movie. Uh, Lloyd Dobler, Dobler, uh, who I've seen it, but it's been a really, yeah, long he's time. a, he's a kickboxer and, uh, he is, uh, courting Ioni sky, which mm. wow. With a name like that, you wonder how she didn't make it further. But uh, to say anything, great flick. And moving on, two other lesser known John Cusack movies that I think are very, very excellent, very 80s appropriate. Uh, the first one is Better Off Dead. Mm. You ever seen Better Off Dead? Classic 80s. I know I've heard of it. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I want my $2, the paper boy. Oh, come on. You got to see this. Got to see I this. I don't think I've seen it. Okay, you got you to see Better Off Dead. So put that, okay. put that on the list. Um. I'm writing it down right now. And the other one is One Crazy Summer. Oh, I'm definitely not seeing oh, that. Oh, you haven't seen One Crazy Summer? Oh, dude. No. You got to see One Crazy Summer. Um, Demi Moore is in that. Mm. And Demi Moore in the 80s. Yes. Mm. There you go. So that's all you need. Uh, it's it's These are classic 80s movies. Um, and so you need to definitely... Bobcat Goldthwait is in One Crazy Summer. I love Bobcat so, Goldthwait. You know what he's doing now? Nothing. Is he, he's, he's dead. He's directing. Oh, okay. He's producing and directing, and he's pretty good. Mm, there you go. Yeah. So you've got to go see, or go go see. You got to watch One Crazy Summer. Speaking of Bobcat Goldthwait, have we not put any Police Academy movies on this list? We haven't. He also didn't put. Uh, there's a couple other movies he didn't put on. It's one that he's in, but that we'll talk about. Um, no, we didn't put any Police Academy movies. They made my big list, but you know they they're kind of dated as well. Any movie with Steve Gutenberg got dropped off my list pretty quick. There you go. Not a fan. Not three men and a baby. Oh God. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, it was so funny for a while. So that's my John Cusack division. John Cusack, excellent. I've got one. Excellent. I've got one division left, and it's a very appropriate division for uh, for this time of year. So I'll let you finish off yours. I've got the definitive 1980s teen movie. Okay, Teen Witch, not Teen Witch. Oh, this is good movie. possibly one of my favorite movies of all time. Jesus, give me a hint. I love this movie so much. Give me a hint. It was directed by Carl Reiner. Uh, Animal House? Nope. Uh, is that Rob Reiner? I don't know. This is the 1987 Porkies? classic starring Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley, Summer School. Oh, yes. Yes. Summer School is a great flick. So you got Mark Harmon as the uh, gym slacker gym teacher trying to leave for the beach and gets wrangled into teaching the remedial English over summer school. And Kirstie Alley as the actual serious, I think she's a math teacher or something, in the room next door. And What's, what's fact, the guy's name? What's the head lead character? What's his name? Uh, Freddie Shoup. No, but <laughs> yeah, what's his, what's his real name? Oh, Mark, Mark Harmon. Harmon. Okay. Yeah. Um... Beautiful. He's such a gorgeous looking guy. He is a gorgeous looking man. He's a gorgeous um, guy. Okay, so directed by Carl Reiner, filmed at the same school as The Karate Kid. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so when did this come out? When did this come out? 1987. Oh, there okay. it is. Freddie Shoop. So the two most interesting characters in this film, as good as the entirety of the film is, oh, there are two you know. characters. This made, that this made me think about another movie, but we'll get there in a second. Keep going. There are two characters oh. in this film that make this film. Who we admire most in the world and why. The person we admire most in the world is makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker. His wonderfully gruesome slime bladders and slobber tubes in American Werewolf in London won him a richly deserved Oscar. That is why we admire makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker very, 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 very much. It's a hundred words on the nose. You can if you want. And one of them is Dave Frazier, played by Gary Riley. And he's also in Stand By Me. And he's, quote, guy number one in Back to the Future. I didn't go back and look. Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron plays Francis <laughs> Chainsaw Grimm. <laughs> this gentleman was also in Ski School, and he was also he reprised his Ski School role in Ski School, school 2. two. <laughs> he was also the pizza guy in Minute Work. Oh, yes, he was the pizza guy yes, in Minute Work. Was. Nice pull. Excellent. Yes. Man, Dean Cameron Summer getting a lot school. of work in the, in the 80s and the early 90s. Yes, he did. Summer School is one of my favorite all-time 80s movies. Mm. I love it. Yeah, he's in a lot it's of man. So he's in a lot of really like dated stuff. He's not really doing a lot now. He's in a couple. Epi- he does episodes. Ah, oh, he was in an episode of American Horror Story. There you go. Yeah, pretty recently, I think. Yeah. Um, um, Summer school. And also, Summer school and I, really I can't good. remember her name. I didn't look it Courtney, up. But the girl that played the surfer girl Courtney, in the class, Courtney Thorne Smith, made me do bad things. Yeah. And she. What? What made me? Uh, I thought about her because of a. I th- was she in that other movie? Yes. So when you first said summer school, I was I thought immediately about that girl, uh, the surfer girl for, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, but she was in another movie that I was like, why didn't I think about that movie? And it was back to it was another situation like Men at Work, where this movie came out in 1990, and that movie was Side Out. Have you seen the movie uh, Side Out? It's like a volleyball. Oh movie yes, it's so good with C. <laughs> Thomas Howell, not oh not a black C. Thomas Howell that he paints his face in not, not in Soul Man, Man blackface. But no, not black, not blackface. C. Thomas Howell. This is this is lawyer C. Thomas Howell, uh, and uh, oh my God, Courtney Thorne Smith and Peter Horton, uh, Peter Horton from uh, he was in the the series Thirty Something, uh, and also Children of, of the Corn. He was. But um. There you go. Uh, Side Out is, is a must watch. Uh, came out in 1990, though, so we cannot no longer talk about it uh, on this podcast. But you should still watch it. I should still watch it. So there's my list. So there you go. I rounded everything off. With well, then I think this is good. I think we'll end. I've got four movies left uh, in mm-hmm. the Christmas division. Oh, yes. There were some fantastic Christmas <laughs> fantastic movies. Fantastic Christmas movies. And we'll end, uh, we'll end with that. Uh, it starts with Scrooged. 
Oh my god, I love Scrooge so much. Scrooge is a great movie. I, I believe it. it was night another night Bobcat Goldthwait. Night, exactly, uh, nineteen eighty eight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, you know, so there you go. So Scrooge is a is a good flick. It's a nice holiday <gasps> flick that you can enjoy uh, with your family. Nestled by yes, the. We have uh, Marion Ravenwood in that movie. Yes, nice pull there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Marion Ravenwood's in it as uh, uh, Claire Phillips, Karen Allen. Yep. Um, Carol Kane's also in it. <laughs> She's awesome. And uh, uh, David Johansson plays uh, the Ghosts of Christmas Past. Uh, yes, good call. And uh, yeah. Robert Goulet. Goulet plays himself. Is in plays it himself as Robert, as Robert Goulet. Uh, next up, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is a fantastic movie. Just watched it for the second time this season. Yeah, the other night. That yeah, I think uh, that's another. That's an on the cusp movie, but I thought it was since it had Christmas in the title, it belonged in the Christmas division. It feels very eighties. Yes, but it, it could also uh, it could also be in the on the cusp division. <laughs> it's a multi division film. <laughs> uh, next up, Trading Places. Oh, so good. Yep, Trading Places is a is a great movie. Another Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy combination that just freaking works. You know, it's uh, the rags to riches to rags tale, right? Nineteen eight, nineteen eighty three, and it's uh, you know, hey Mortimer, yeah, we're back. Or I guess that's that's coming to America, but uh, I'm very surprised now that we're talking about uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, that Spies Like Us was not on your list of movies. It was on my big okay. list, and it almost right. made the cut. Um, that's okay. You know, it is what it is, but, uh, but yeah, trading places, excellent Christmas movie. Um, it's definitely in my top five Christmas movies of all time. Um, but this last movie and I'll end with this movie, uh, just because of the time of year it is. And just because of how it makes me feel in my heart, Nicholas, um, it's, it's a movie that I grew up watching. Uh, it's a movie that just has special meaning, uh, not only for the important people in my life, but just just the time of year and the message that it sends, you know, about about family, um, about being together in the holidays and about doing whatever it takes to to just just being happy and uh, and making sure that, you know, at the end of the day that all the bad people died. <laughs> and that movie is Die Hard. Mayday, Mayday. Anyone copying Channel 9? Terrorists have seized the Nakatomi building and are holding at least 30 people hostage. I repeat, unknown number of terrorists, six or more, armed with automatic weapons at Nakatomi Plaza, Century City. Somebody answer me, goddammit. The roof. Go, go! It's the same address as that fire signal. I'll handle it. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady! Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? The greatest Christmas movie ever. The greatest Christmas movie of all time. Of all time. There will never, there will never be a greatest, greater Christmas movie. No, there will uh, This movie is so amazing. It's... Uh, I just... You can't even really put it into much, much more words. Um, it's It just speaks for itself. Die hard. So, let me paint a picture for Please you. Please do. Uh, it's last Saturday night okay. and, uh, we've, we've put Beatrix to bed. She's asleep. Okay. Um, it's myself and my wife Excellent. and my mother-in-law <laughs> like you do, like you do. Uh, and I put on the greatest Christmas movie of all of time. Of course you did because you're getting in the holiday spirit. You probably got, you got, a, you got the Christmas tree up. Yep. Got the Christmas tree up. I'm making fists with my toes. Yeah. So, you know, and we, the three of us watched Die Hard. She loved it. Uh, it's, it's so good. It just brings so much joy. It does. Uh, every year, you know, it's just, there's always something different. You can, you get something different out of every time you watch it. Um, the, the, the message, the themes, you know, it's, uh, yeah. there's nothing, nothing greater than when you see, uh, you know, them say, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a gun. Now I have a machine gun. You know, it really brightens my Christmas season. It does. It does. It just brings a smile to your face. It makes you appreciate what you have and uh, and shows you that people are willing to, to go the distance, you know, and to do what it takes. Uh, yes. To, to, to find out what it feels like to be a TV dinner. 
to <laughs> to understand what exactly is it is are the ingredients of a Twinkie. <laughs> to to know that two people can have the same last name even though they're not related. You know, these these are the questions that you just don't understand. That there are actually terrorists out there that don't care about money. Or I guess they, they do care about money. That that cocaine was a very big problem in the eighties. What? <laughs> Missed the spot. That the quarterback is toast. <laughs> oh that it sucks God. to be a security guard. Because really he didn't even make it five minutes into the movie and he just dies. And all he was trying to well, do you know was what that dude deserved it for not just telling him which floor to go to. Well, well, there's the, they were the only ones left in exactly, the building. Exactly. It's like, oh, what are you looking for? Oh, just punch it in the computer. Like, really? You need to you, you need to like show off this technology, John McTiernan. Like, he doesn't get in. That security guard doesn't get extra pay for showing off their computer. He's like, just tell him which floor like, to go oh, to. Oh, uh, 31st floor. Yeah, they're the only ones left in the building. Oh, awesome. They're, then you just wasted five minutes. Something that could have been brought to my attention five minutes ago when I <laughs> said I was here for so-and-so. Oh, my God. You, no wonder you're dead. You have no redeeming value dead. to this movie anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead. Bring in a car. Bring in a car. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is so good. Oh, oh. Yes, it is. It's great. And then at the end, you're just staring down the barrel of uh what's his name from family matters reginald Vel reginald johnson. fucking vel johnson they took that, that music there they took it from some other movie i can't remember what it was oh they did i could probably look it up but yeah that music at the end when he shoots the guy they took it from some other movie let's see if there is holy shit what breaking news We have breaking news. Yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson and I share a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> August sixteenth, motherfucker. There you go. Carl fucking Winslow. August sixteenth. I never knew. He's still alive. Nineteen fifty two. So glad I put in the breaking news drop for that. <laughs> oh man, Ooh. August sixteenth, man. My mom, my man, my brother from another mother. <laughs> Holy shit! August sixteenth. Never know. I, I mean, I knew you know the heavy hitters, the uh, the uh, Elvis Presley who died on my birthday, uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Madonna who shared my birth, who shares my birthday, uh, Babe Ruth who died on my birthday. But uh, there you go, Reginald Vell Johnson. Actor. My wife shares a birthday with Dale Earnhardt Sr. Wow. There you go. Way to bring this podcast down, dude. You're welcome. I saw him die. It was not cool. I did too, actually. I was actually at work at the time. I saw him die. It was not cool. Oh, man. We've come full circle. We have. We? Yeah, lots of death. Death, death, death. Death, destruction. Dying. Mm. Plague plague of madness. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody mentioned the original, the first Ghostbusters. Uh, it's okay. It's I actually enjoy Ghostbusters 2 better. Just I, right? I enjoy Carpathians. Um, yeah, you're a big Vigo fan. Yeah, I enjoy Bill Murray is a little wackier in that film. Uh, the original Ghostbusters is good, and I'm sure there's some Ghostbuster purists out there that will that will uh, say that the first one is the best one. Um, Rick Moranis gets a little gets a little weird in that movie, if you want to be honest. Uh, well, he does get possessed by a demon, but right. He's the gatekeeper. He the gate, he's the key master, right? Because he's got. A, is he the key master? The, or the gatekeeper. He's a key master because he has a penis. Oh, and Sigourney Weaver's the gatekeeper because she has the vagina. Mm, that's she could be my gatekeeper. That's the gate, day. and that's the key. See how that works? Turn, you mm. turn the. Oh, I'm seeing how it works. Then they then they have the baby. That's the that's, what kind of baby would? It's it's untold. It releases untold evil upon the city. Mm. That's the actual. Um, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm glad they crossed the streams and got rid of that. <laughs> you never cross the streams. Well, you know, didn't never you learn anything? The streams. Nope. Uh, okay, so this podcast has been a great success. Two hours. Wow, there you go. Have fun with that, people. <laughs> you, if, you, if you're still listening. It took you a week to listen. You better be. All right. If you're not listening now, don't listen to the next so one. So we're done. We talked until we could talk no more. And then we <laughs> yep. talked a little bit more, but now we're done. 
Yep. So uh, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm sure we'll possibly have another podcast before Christmas. I'm hoping. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. But uh, hope everyone uh, has a great weekend whenever this gets posted. Hopefully uh, not a lot of snow. It's uh, fucking freezing out here, Mr. Biggersworth. Remember, close your vents. Close your vents, people. Close your vents and uh, open your uh, open your hearts to such great films as My Best Friend is a Vampire and Hiding Out. And for those of you who never watched it, The Breakfast Club. Until next time. I get the feeling that you're calling me out particularly. I, I take offense to that. Okay. Uh, if, if you want to uh, assume... That something's being... I'm just taking it too personally. Yeah, exactly. I think you need to... I think you need to calm down. I think you need to just... It's not all about you. Um, just because you enjoy summer school doesn't... I do. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to enjoy that movie. They should. But, uh, you know, instead of watching summer school for the eighth time, why don't, why don't you uh, put in My Best Friend's a Vampire? Oh, it's far more than eight. <laughs> okay. We're done here. <laughs> Stay frosty, guys. Literally. Peace out. <laughs>